0: Has anyone else booked um, their own World Cups, by the way? I've done mine. I've got mine done. I forgot. Oh. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) Mine's going to be comedy
1: enough, so. (laughs) Especially Japan. Jesus. You should have went for the serious approach, Cameron. I'm very disappointed you went for comedy.
2: (laughs) Oh, come on. They do the World Cup of wrestling tag teams as a serious
0: as a serious thing. Although I've I've kind of written down like my UK representatives, and I just chuck two people in there. And the more I've thought about it now, the more I'm thinking I'd actually really really love to see them as a team. Because well, I just think it would be brilliant.
1: <laughs> don't give anything away.
0: I'm not giving anything away. But as soon, as soon as I as soon as I see my UK team, I'm hoping that everyone else is like, shit. Yeah, that would be amazing. Actually. <laughs>
2: Conquista Board. This week, the Conquista Board won a collision course for another WCW Tag Team Tournament. Representing various places in Great Britain tonight are Phil the Bruiser Doyle, Gentleman Ewan Taylor, Colonel Cameron Phillips, and Jordy Allen Milburn, only tonight on the Conquista Board. Right, so yeah, as Jesus said, go ahead. So I'd said, don't worry, poor little head. Happened to be Bill, many times. We'll get going and do a message at the end to give you time. Alright, oh, okay. Xo, xo, send. XxXo, XxXo. So a triple threat. <laughs> yep, it's a triple threat match tonight. Well, the people four way. Yep. That's been the biggest pain in the ass going through your PP uh, project. I tried to harmonise how wrestling terms are referred to. Trying to build like, yeah. like a style guide as how how to refer to moves and stuff. Yeah, I I apologise. Because I get <laughs> <laughs> like, but things like I get halfway through and I'm like, oh no, it should be that, and that's go back up through the other ones and change it while all, all the ones I've done already.
0: It's like I'm some, some moves, some moves when I write them down look fine, capitalized. Other ones don't. Yeah,
2: I always think Irish Whip looks weird, capitalized. But it's, it's capital I, small W why because i looked through like loads of um websites magazines just to kind of see how they did it all right so it's like german suplex is capital g small s right. but then like uh what's the other one? It's, but like i've done like if it's a finisher that's capitalized But if it's like a regular move that's not
1: that no. makes sense
2: that's how okay. i've treated it so mm. but you'll see at some point i'll get done off fire across the pdf this is the, like the worst cold opening ever this is going to be
0: well, we've already got like a little bit of like me singing Undertaker's theme tune that you probably could use. Let's do that. If you want to do, that, do that. I don't mind. It's a bit stupid, but there you go. You know. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's crack on with talking about wrestling then. Yeah, let's talk about wrestling. As soon as that's the to the podcast. I'll as well. So, the year is 1990. It is December well, we're 6th. we'll
1: straight in. <laughs> yeah. We're... Lewis, Louis, Missouri. At the Keel Oratorium, or Oratorium, or, 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 I was going to do a bit of chat about the
2: Thunderdome first. What about, about this, 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 the Thunderdome? What? Uh, have you tried to get in on the Thunderdome? I did try to get in the Thunderdome.
1: Look, look, we don't want to talk about the fucking Thunderdome. <laughs> we're going back to the 1990s, a retro podcast. But, but Someone right? put
2: Pikachu on the flipping right? screen and it was funny.
1: If you want to do the Thunderdome, watch Mad Max 3.
3: you're looking live in the Keele Auditorium in St. Louis, Missouri a tremendous crowd is on hand for tonight's Star Cave 90 broadcast collision course
0: I was just about to say like, we're going back to a time when the Thunderdome involved Tina Turner you
1: know what, we've gone we've gone beyond Thunderdome <laughs> oh, oh wow. yeah
2: we're behind the Thunderdome <laughs> like right. all the carnies you put up with smoking Faggots and stuff having a break yes, <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: Seven thousand two hundred people in attendance, and its tagline was "Collision Course," and it certainly was. <laughs>
2: it there was. was certainly a whole lot of colliding in the wrestling match, isn't there?
1: Fourteen matches took place, and uh, yeah, and uh, the the um, I want to make a bit of an amendment to me last statement. and I thought it was the World Cup of wrestling. It's not; it's the International Tag Team Cup. Ah, it's different.
0: I in, think in, you'll. Is it not the Pat O'Connor Tag yes, Team Memorial, in memorial
1: the Invitational tournament.
2: tournament, which is a real mouthful?
1: Yeah. <laughs> in memorial to Pat O'Connor. Although, to be fair,
2: yeah. um, WCW doing a World Cup four years before the World Cup is actually in America. That makes sense in WCW sense?
1: They did do a World Cup in 1995. However, again, it seemed to be USA versus Japan. So that's not still not really a World Cup, is it? Only oh, World, World Cup
2: in the uh, baseball sense, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's more of a Davis Cup. <laughs> also a, a quick comment there on the number of matches because I've my, my last couple of I promised to do some research based on the the quality of pay-per-view versus the number of matches yeah so I went through our, our top 28 at the moment pay-per-view list kind of put in like how many matches were in each thing mm-hmm. so what is this 14 matches now yeah yeah, so anything with a with fourteen or above is in the basically the bottom quarter of the of
1: the table. Oh, well, we know where this is going.
2: <laughs> and then, like around ten matches seems to be the sweet point because like the number one's got ten, number two's got eleven, nine, nine, eleven. Um, number three's a Royal Rumble with six matches, but that includes the Rumble, so I think that kind of works out to be ten. You know, time wise, kind of time wise, yeah, yeah. So ten looks to be the sweet spot. When you start getting to get into like fourteen and above, you're in trouble. So, I think that bodes well for the rest of the show. Can well, we
0: ask why you picked this show up? I'm not saying that in an accusatory tone. I'm not saying why did you pick this show I'm Just <laughs> generally, I mean, it sounds like uh, that. To be fair, because yeah.
1: it's it's my gimmick to pick a tournament. And uh, fair play. <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. We're, we're expecting Survivor Series '98 next then. Well, oh right. god, so I a took a drink game, then. Sorry. <laughs> Now. <laughs> so we uh we opened up with uh jim ross and Paul Lee dangerously on commentary and i must admit i didn't even recognize it was him like because i skipped the intro uh i didn't realize it was him. his voice just doesn't seem paul heyman enough for my liking
2: i think he's got like three or four years of like ecw growling to get to kind yeah. of really lower his voice doesn't he to really kind of get some grit into it
1: I thought he was—he wasn't the best. He definitely—he definitely learns on the job, but I didn't think his commentary was very enthralling during this pay per view.
2: Well, it'd be interesting to know, like how many how many commentaries he did before this, because obviously he was yeah, I'm not
1: sure, yeah. he
2: was regular with Jim Ross, like up in well, how was it like a year or so he was doing it like around WrestleMania X seven time.
1: Uh, yeah, he had like the All Invasion. He did, yeah.
2: Yeah, so was on there for a while, wasn't he?
1: Was it about? Uh, was it literally WrestleMania till? Survivor Series, somewhere like that, yeah.
2: Yeah, but I think um, him and Ross, like, you can kind of tell that it's not the greatest of friendship between the two of them. Like, they're mm. not the but the happiest of booths.
0: No, you can kind of tell that they're not really. There are occasions when Jim Ross just seems to like blank completely what Heyman says as a kind of sort of sarcastic line. Yeah. That you think he, you know, Heyman's trying to get a bit of comedy mileage about, out of, you know, Jim Ross reacting to something he says that's incendiary or something like that, and then like literally Jr. just goes, "Well, that's a nice armbar." <laughs> yeah, just goes moves on and completely. Blanks it just moves on completely and just blanks Heyman utterly.
2: Yeah, but it's not a bad, not a bad booth. Who was it? No, we were no. like, um, I think Jim Ross and. Jesse Ventura's probably been the high point of the ones who are in this kind of era, but then it's Jesse Ventura, isn't it? What are you going to do? Well, yeah, it is indeed Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Incredible commentary um, booth.
0: Can we get, a new, uh, by the way, uh, an introduction that is any more American than this, by the way? Because it is, I've got my notes here. Can we be much more American? There are soldiers, there are flags, there's a mention of a war, and there's the <laughs> American national anthem.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud that Starcade 90 is being taped and sent to our armed forces radio television service in Saudi Arabia. At this time, I present the inspector, instructor, staff of the 3rd Battalion, 24th Marines, for the display of colors as we ask that you stand for the playing of our national
2: anthem. Does it, yeah it's interesting there's the national anthem but there's no one singing it is there it's just no the national anthem that kind of starts halfway through the guy doing the intro for it it's like, i can't even remember anyone
0: like famous ish doing the anthem into it. i don't think well, like yeah probably i don't think we ever went an internationally famed recording artist i think we'll see later on where the money of this pay-per-view went on
2: Probably, yes. So they spend Probably. Spend else. But also they do. They get the instruction for the um, the trophy for, is it, um, who's the guy who coming out? Is it Pat O'Connor who comes out or is it somebody else who comes out at the beginning? I haven't written no, the name it's, down.
1: it's the Booker. It's um, Sam Muchnick. Uh, that's it. Yes. Thank
2: you. Who so they describe as the greatest promoter of all time.
1: Seven years. WWE had a tournament uh, at the Sam Mufti Cup. Is where I, have a few. I think it was, must be for his, his father or his brother or so. They, they had a, uh, a another tournament in, in honour. That must be a tag team tournament in honour of somebody. Must be the thing back back in that time, I would say.
2: Because mm. I was like, greatest promoter, who, who, who's this guy? And then I kind of look into it and it's like, yeah, he kind of helped form the NWA he kind of fostered the careers of Terry Funk and Ric Flair and Dory Funk and Hardy Race. It's like, oh yeah, fair enough, all right, yeah. The,
1: the Dusty Rhodes classic? Yes. Was that named after Dusty Rhodes after he passed away?
2: Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: Again, you see, this must be like an old wrestling tradition or something, I'm recommending. That tag team tournaments and memorials must be, I don't know. <laughs> you know, that, that is quite a few... Yeah. It's long. weird
2: to think. It's weird to think, like, oh, you know, what should we do? Well, I'll, we'll name the tag team tournament after him. It's what he would have wanted.
1: Well, I can just wait to when sadly when Teddy Long passes. For example, they're like going to do the Teddy Long tag team.
2: Oh puzzle. yes, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing. Just like no booking, just like just like no tag teams, just like random people, just kind of chill out. <laughs> like, where
4: are the tag team?
2: We're <laughs> gonna go have some tag team action,
0: player. <laughs> the Teddy Long classic. Anyway. Are uh, we moving well, on to our first
1: match? The first match seems a bit weird, because I, I always know him as, like, a baby face wearing white trunks and stuff, but he looks, he looks a bit different here. Yeah. A little bit,
0: yeah. I know what you mean. I'm more concerned with the fact that Bob Eaton's um, labelled as From the Dark Side.
2: Yes, I was going to quote racist as well. <laughs> what what, what, what the happened there? What happened hell? <laughs> don't know. I'm not sure what happened to Bob Eaton for that to be a thing. I know, like, you know, mi- uh, mankind gets... Um, was it Cactus Jacks from um, Truth of Consequence, New Mexico, and McFoley mm-hmm. from New Jersey? But he's still Bobby Eaton, isn't he? Yeah, he hasn't changed his name or gimmick to something else.
0: And I, I love the fact that he's, he's like you know from the dark side, but he's wearing bright green neon tights. It makes no sense. No,
1: <laughs> I'd also like to say, is is his little fact that something? Is it's his first singles match on pay per view? Oh, the Jim Ross facts?
0: They do make a lot of things about how he's usually a tag team wrestler and this is him trying to break into singles ranks. However, he did wrestle at the Bunkhouse Stampede a night in 1988
1: in the singles match. To that yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. Pretty much, pretty much. Is it for Z-Man or his facts? It's like, and ladies, he's a bachelor. Yes. <laughs> Randomly. But it's like, but the, the ladies, he's a bachelor. It's like, huh, OK, right. Well, that's right. that's right. the yeah, tone yeah, yeah, for well. the evening.
1: Who's the first for the match?
2: The Z-Man, isn't it?
1: Is it because he looks too? I thought he just looked like Reynold Black. He looked too evil to be the first for the match.
2: <laughs> but Bobby Eaton's from the dark side. That automatically makes him the bad guy. Come on! Oh well. But it's a slow one, isn't it? This isn't really kind of like Start off. I was just more distracted by Bobby Eaton's mullet at the start of the match more more than anything else. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. It is mentioned on commentary
0: before this match even starts that Ric Flair has withdrawn from the tag team contest due to a limousine situation. <laughs>
1: In fact, in fact, that's got Teddy Long
0: in it yeah exactly I was, I was going to say well, the video clip that comes up later we were going to get to but I think like Teddy Long is actually the driver
2: <laughs> makes no
1: <laughs> sense
0: and even though he pops up later managing huh. Doom who well, knows
1: I'm sure he, he lost a match and the stipulation was like he had to be a limo driver or something like that oh is that right in which case yeah. it makes
0: more sense then uh, but anyway back to Bobby Eaton and uh, Z-Man um once again, in typical WCW fashion,
2: this was quite decent as an opener. Hmm. There's a bit of confusion about the rules, because I think um, it's not a bit of top rope shenanigans.
3: I want to clarify the ruling on this situation. To be disqualified in throwing your opponent over the top rope, both wrestlers must be in the ring when the action occurs. On that particular situation, when uh, Z-Man suplexed beautiful Bobby over the top, the Z-Man was on the outside of the ring. So it's even
4: more illegal. So he No, should've... it
3: isn't. I've just clarified the rule. Don't oh, so try to read anything into it. Uh, so now oh, who's I'm the gonna... cheerleader, you or me? You're a psycho ceramic. You know that, don't you? I'm That's what? A psycho ceramic. What does that mean? A crackpot.
0: Uh. You know, he's not going to get fined by the Athletic Commission of <laughs> Missouri. Of wrestling. Yeah, of wrestling. You know, of wrestling.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Um, Why the do they do it to
2: themselves? I mean, oh, they just... God. You have to spend like, like a second to like describing like talking around on commentary for, for kinda of no reason at all, it makes no sense. Yep. Uh we get a fantastic heyman line about halfway through that is
0: Bobby Eaton is at his most dangerous outside the ring. <laughs> Which infers that Bobby Eaton is quite useless when he's actually wrestling, but it was dangerous at every other point in his life. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bobby Eaton making breakfast, dangerous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Everywhere else. Walking bob, down the street bob, dangerous bob
0: eaton, dangerous bob eaton washing his car dangerous
2: <laughs> as soon as he gets inside the ropes he's a kid nah, he's getting he's fine
0: just pansy really but there you go yeah
2: but you um, just get like i think he gets suplexed onto the ramp and just kind of like lands on the shoulder which didn't look that pleasant no i i, I did
0: have a sharp intake and a yeah bam as a result <laughs> <of> that <one. laughs> like that's gonna that's, <laughs> that's gonna awesome. be unpleasant that's going to sting in the morning.
2: But he lands all right. He does his um, big top rope drop kick. Uh, drop, drop, drop. Oh, Jesus Christ. Top rope leg drop. Jesus, that was hard to say. Yep. Bit of a big build up for it though, to be fair. To so just kind of doing like a big leg drop. But, you know, yeah, but we're in that kind of period of time where the crowd would go absolutely mental for like DDTs and arm bars. Yeah. And I suppose that means he is also doing a move from the top rope and not getting disqualified. So we haven't got that rule introduced quite yet. So no, not really. No, not fully daft. WCW.
0: Z-Man does miss a top rope drop kick and then Eaton rolls him up with a small package
1: and that's the three count for the three count for the The ending the dark
2: side wins
0: the dark side wins with its big green neon trousers
1: (laughs) then then this this is it this is the opening match of the uh, of the um, international tag team world super under 25 priests um, cup (laughs)
0: a <laughs> uh, Tunnix Caramel Wafer Wrestling Cup. Oh, a, a
2: trophy made out of Tunnix. That'd be amazing.
1: It would be amazing, yeah. So, they've all got the a flags on A big tea cake with is
2: like the handles on the side of the trophy. That makes sense.
1: What yeah. I always What I like is that every team comes down in the national anthem.
2: They don't. No yeah, one comes do. out. This is the position of flags. The teams don't come out. The flags come out and that's it.
1: No, no, no. When the, when the people are coming out for the matches...
2: When they get their entries. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought you yeah. were talking about the, uh, the, the, uh, the parade of flags we get, which is just no. like.
1: We get all the and then the, the boo, the boo, Russia and uh, Japan, yeah. don't they? The but... New Zealand gets a
2: boo we as well.
4: Also, ladies and gentlemen, 18 representing the Soviet Union. Followed by the national flag of New Zealand
0: have we completely skipped past the fact that there's a little interview with Tony Schiavone with Dick the Bruiser
1: oh no oh, yes. I'm glad you brought that up um, I'm trying to move this on because there's 14 matches but no, <laughs> no that is worth a mention um, yes you, you, you described that
0: how, Well, just just one point how many woodbines has that guy smoked to get a voice like that Well... All of them. Jeez.
4: I'm the champion of all cage matches. I've never lost a cage match. I know everything that's going to go on. I've heard there's more than one black scorpion. And I know there's a cage. Believe me, Sting will get a fair shake. I'll make sure... There's a winner, and I'll see that it's swear.
1: All right. I've got some Dick the Bruiser facts. Oh, oh nice.
2: right, okay. Oh, he does a dick Startly, fact.
1: This isn't very sad. He died less than a year after this show. He's he's he seems
2: good, though, in the show, doesn't he? He doesn't seem like he's, you know,
1: Yeah. By, was, uh, about to pop his clogs. November the following year, um, I think it was a hot condition. It was not, yeah, it was a bit sad. Right. Um, I wonder if he got a tag team tournament in honor of <laughs> the Tick the uh, Bruiser Classic. Remember, remember, he is um, he is referee for the kids match later on. Yeah, and yep. do remember, do you remember why he's a suitable candidate for the referee?
2: He loves cage uh, matches. In there, that, I like he knows he's been in lots of cage matches.
1: He's never lost a cage match there in his go. life. All right, okay. However, in my research, I found four that he's lost. <laughs>
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> I just thought I'd bring that up. Is this the same okay. kind of I fact guess, like um,
2: Hogan was the first man to slam Andre? That yeah, kind of truth. I
1: guess without the internet, you probably couldn't look up his record. And no. you were watching this in 1990. We'd just have to take his word for it. Unless we were yeah, in the yeah. in the arena when he lost. Yeah, you know, you'd have he, to said go, yep, he said fine. He said it was right, fine. Yeah. He's probably said he's probably doing an interview thinking, oh well, I lost a couple of house show ones, but nobody's ever going to find out about them. Nobody. <laughs> yes. Well. No. 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 Yeah, there we go. <laughs> And Um, four years later, there's
0: Jordy Owl with the internet pointing it out. Here he is, besmirching Dick the Bruiser's (laughs) career.
2: (laughs) So then we get past the parade of flights, which was rubbish. Can we also say, by the way, that the winners of this are part of the champions of the universe? Yes. Uh, Yes, I was hoping you'd mention that.
4: (laughs) The tournament trophy is being brought down the ramp. The winner in tonight's finals will be deemed the champions of the universe.
2: <laughs> Which yep, is just yep. a wonderful piece of WCW hyperbole. <laughs> to be fair, though, the trophy warrants it because it is a big trophy. It's like seven foot tall or something like is isn't, isn't it? Getting off with like, it hasn't got the girth of the Stanley Cup, but it's got the height. It has, yeah. We get a bit of pyro for the flags. New Zealand flag gets booed.
0: Yeah, I think the problem with this tournament, though, as we're going to find out, is that I think the only team that get a reaction are the Steiners of the USA.
2: Because <laughs> they're in where are we? St. Louis. You're not going to get like, a very international crowd there, are you, two? let's be honest. The no, amount of, really? of mullets in that crowd. It's a very American crowd. Well, I'd imagine if you were in like, Texas or something, then the Mexicans might get a bit of a, you know, sort of... There <laughs> was a, well, a Mexican team, wasn't there? was, yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Right. Let's just, let's just keep on. I feel like I've got to keep this on course. There's 14 matches, we've done one. And we've done about half an hour's talking.
0: <laughs> All right. Go on then, Al. Go on then, Al. You take about take the scruff of the neck, Al. Come on.
1: <laughs> well, uh, this is my little bonus fact for you. Go um, on. The South African team of. Is it Sergeant Kruger and T- Colonel de Klerk?
0: It's Colonel de Klerk and Sergeant,
1: Sergeant Kruger. Kruger. Right. Well, well, it's not the first time we've seen them because they had a qualifier match on Clash of the Champions. No way. And that's what I was watching before I, before I did it and it is announced is the, is the South African final. The winner will represent South Africa for the cup. The other two guys haven't even got Wikipedia pages. <laughs> they defeated the team of the Beast and Kahula. I have no idea who they are. Wow. Match went on just under five minutes. But this is oh, what wow. I mean. They've put these South African guys on telly and have won a match. Like, why go to the trouble of dropping them out of the Steins in two minutes? Why weren't what these... Do- the guys who won one match and maybe lost to the Steiners in the next round. I don't understand. I haven't already put them on telly why you would have them job out so quickly in in this competition. No. Call me crazy,
2: but I'm kind of thinking these they had this gimmick just for this tournament.
1: Oh yeah, of course.
2: Because your boy Sergeant Kruger he's off to be, um, what's it Big? What's his name? Big.
1: Rock or Rock, isn't it?
2: Yeah, Sergeant, no, that's, the, that's the clerk. The other one's... Um, Ah, oh, Doinkfella, what's his name?
1: Yeah, Ray, Ray Apollo. No,
2: I had it down as Matt Osborne.
1: No, it's Ray Apollo, it's the it's the first Doink, the clown. Really? Yeah, 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 it's the one It's the one that portrays him after, like, 90, end of 93, 94. Yeah. Uh. It's, it's not, no, it's not Big Josh. He hasn't got a Wikipedia page. No, no, it's not Big Josh, it's... Um, yeah, Big it's Josh, Apollo. that's what he was called, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, it's the other it's the other Doink the Clown, it's it's the first Dank the Clown. So, yeah, I was trying to
2: find out who that guy was, and they think kind of pointed towards my Osborne that I I could find, but yeah. So yeah, you
1: know, so, well. yes, you got one half a public enemy and then Dank the Clown. That's who the South African contingent are.
2: I did write down uh South African heels, what is this? Lethal Weapon 2
1: Diplomatic Community It's just been revoked. I um I thought they were all right. Like I mean it was a bit sloppy in places. There's a spot where he um dives to the outside the South Africans and it looks like Rick Steiner has to catch him. No, he, kind of he just kinda drops himself.
2: He just kinda slides off Rick Steiner's chest and lands on his head yeah. and Rick Steiner laughs. Yeah. That's what happens.
1: And then it's like I said, just over two minutes of Frankensteiner ends it, but this is a team you've built up, so I thought they might have got a bit more in uh did something. But South I Africa think... builders the underdogs.
0: You're always going to get some teams in this tournament, though, that are just going to be like fall guys
2: completely.
1: Mm. Well, that, you would say that's probably yeah. seven of the eight uh, teams.
2: Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, I think these kind of matches um, kind of make later sense when like WWF's doing the King of the Ring and they move the quarterfinals onto the onto the Monday Night Raw and have just the semifinals and the finals on the, on the actual pay-per-view. Like when you see matches like this, that decision makes sense. Like this didn't need to be on the pay per view, did it? This could have. was last two minutes? Yeah, two minutes.
1: Towards.
2: Yeah, yeah. You, you could have done that on like a Nitro or a Thunder, or whatever kind of show to kind of get it done and then just have you kind of longer semi-finals on the pay per view. But you wouldn't have even have had Nitro or Thunder at this time. Well, whatever's was on there at the time. There was it Saturday. Uh,
1: it's not Saturday night. Was it Saturday called? Super it's... Show?
2: Whatever it was called, The TBS show still wasn't it? Yeah, cause I don't think we kind of mentioned like this is really early in the WCW period, isn't it? Like this is only just they've only just become was it 89 mm. was it when it was all sorted mm, yeah, out yeah when it was Jim Crockett yeah, then, yeah
0: so we were doing probably about a year or more just yeah for, w- for World it's Championship very wrestling. early oh. in this
2: kind of it being this kind of this proper show Yeah, I keep forgetting that I keep forgetting
0: that WCW were a relatively as a name a kind of young thing yeah you know I mean it only really went you know about 12 or 13 years didn't it um,
2: November 2nd 88 I think I've got is that, that's when the name first started to appear all right yeah, so kind of like you know around a year or so. So the the actual WCW is still you know quite quite, even though the kind of you know a lot of it's been around under the kind of NWA Jim Jim Procket kind of banner.
4: Yeah,
2: like it's still kind of fairly new in its early days. So I suppose yeah, like a it's not got the kind of TV show kind of structure around the pay per view. As it I suppose, would that be the same for WWF because they would have had. I suppose would they still be doing something like this main event around this time? Yeah.
1: Raw yeah, starts 92-93
2: yeah. doesn't it I think 93 93
1: yeah 92 is the last um, Saturday night's main event at least until they brought it back but yeah mm. yeah, yeah. Um, right next yes. Mexico takes on the UK our Mexican contingent masked is Conan who would become Conan
0: yeah
1: he <laughs> and- yeah, is Conan rare Mysterio spelt wrong or Mysteriaco or whatever Mysteriak like.
2: yeah <laughs> on the stats um, and also his name on screen say Mysteriak and, and also is... um, Gentleman Chris Adamson from Stratford on Avon
4: Representing Great Britain first total combined weight 462 pounds from Antigua and the West Indies Norman Smiley his tag team partner from Stratford on Avon, England,
1: gentleman Chris
4: Adams.
1: That would be uh, Rey Mysterio's uncle. This is mm. Rey Mysterio Sr. Oh right, I
0: thought
1: uh, it was his dad. No, I think it's his uncle. Um, All right. Both masking this again would be their only uh, only appearances in WCW. but Conan would eventually uh, become a full time, and then Chris Adams again he would become a full timer in like '97, but not not at the minute. And Norman Smiley, of course, will become a full-timer, but not in the minute. But I want to know, why was Norman Smiley built from Antigua?
2: I'd have no clue.
1: Because he was born in... I think it's Northampton or something he's from. It's
0: Northampton, yeah. We looked this up the other day. There was a conversation on the Discord between me, Phil, and you. Because I originally didn't think he was British at all. And I was like, what the hell is he doing? And then I kind of... okay, they've obviously just taken a black guy and said West Indies, and that's a British... Yeah,
1: because obviously it was probably under British rule or something. yeah. (laughs)
0: yeah and then
2: i was like i googled it and i was like oh god yeah he was born in northampton oh my christ because normally uh, he would have been quite big in because he wrestled in mexico didn't he because didn't like chris jericho meet up with him down there they kind of wrestled they, he was a pals with him yeah that time they were both down there weren't they so i suppose he might have wrestled conan and mysterio like for AAA or whatever possibly yeah i would say so if he's you know yeah. he'll be used to that yeah. I was
0: going to say as well. Th- there's not much kind of flippy stuff going on from Mexico here for being luchadors kind of thing. They don't seem
2: like the best in the luchadors. I mean, is, it, we'll get to the end of the match in a bit with an issue. Well, with I think that.
1: Mysterio's quite like elderly at the time. We're getting on a bit in years. Um, but they've got these weird costumes on. Yeah, they're not not what I would associate with any of the Mexican wrestlers no. of WCW. That would Conan's be cool. quite
2: fresh <laughs> in his career, isn't he as well? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be so you Lucas- get five minutes. 30 seconds of this match, and is the finisher a suplex? Yeah, it's like a German
2: suplex or something?
1: Yeah, it's, like like it's a kind, of there's,
0: there's kind of like a bridging pin from Conan or Smiley.
1: Yeah.
0: It's so like zero reaction.
1: Nobody knows who they are practically. You know? yeah, exactly.
0: No one cares, there, do they?
1: Like a lot of these
2: like pinfalls in these tournament matches tonight Like, kind of come out of nowhere. It's the Survivor Series factor, isn't it? they got to get to the, yeah. the matches, so then like, what would be a finisher... Now, what would just be like a transition move in a normal match becomes a finisher in this, doesn't it? Yeah. Just to I mean, get through the match. There's a lot of occasions where folk are getting like pinned for three, and you can tell that they're like,
0: they're quite conscious. They're not like laid out by some finisher or anything hmm. like that. They're just, but they're, just of... Kind of, they're just kind of wriggling to themselves, like, you know, turtles stuck <laughs> on the backs. And then well, it's that's just it. like that, they get pinned for
1: three. The aftermath is bizarre. This Ray Mysterio seems to do some dive over the rope onto the concrete floor.
0: And injured and himself.
1: Yeah, to cabbage himself, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think
2: uh, there's like a chair at ringside. I think he smacks his leg off the chair. I think he's meant to hit, I don't know if it's Norman Smiley or Chris Adams outside, but I think he misses and just cracks his leg off the chair. But all of it is waiting because the cameras don't pick it up at all.
1: No, just yep. in line there,
2: yeah. They're looking at Conan and he was in the ring and Mysterio just kind of flies off the camera from one side of the competition. Like, whoa, what happened there? It kind of catches them off guard as well.
1: Next, next we go on to uh, Japan. Japan versus New Zealand. And um, Jack Victory, who had a bit of success in ECW, I think. And uh, Rip Morgan. And they're taking on Mr. Saito, who once tagged with Mr. Fuji, I think. And the great muter, who Cam says is quite young at this moment in time. Yeah, he yeah, seems to get see. a bit
2: of a reaction from the crowd. The great Muta when he comes out. Yeah,
1: well, he he wrestled. He's wrestled a bit before on WCW. In yeah, he's, he's, been like, um, tele- kid, he's, he's been
2: like he's been television champion. North yeah. Do yeah. we do the um, yeah, the Ric Flair Terry Funk match where he kind of came out at the end, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. He seems a bit much more of a kind of face reaction though in this one. Like the crowd have like used him as a heel. Now they're kind of warming to him if that makes
1: sense. Well, he's the only guy they recognised from all the whole field. Well, pretty, pretty much, yeah, but. <laughs>
0: It's, uh, I was telling Alex, it's weird seeing like a young mooter because now these days he's like old death wizard. <laughs> death wizard. You know I mean? Well, actually, have you seen him? It yeah, was he He's got a massive lizard head. Yeah, no, to
2: be fair, he's a death wizard. Yeah, he's death with us.
0: I've just yeah. got a question on this, by the way. How is a team called the Royal Family not the
2: British ones? It makes no sense. No.
1: I and and how, how aren't they full of the midgets?
2: <laughs> well, <he's> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, he's yeah no sorry you got that reference or not full of midgets that was uh, that was the name of Jerry Lawler's team the royal family from Survivors oh right oh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah it sorry. always
2: goes back to the nineties WWF doesn't it it always does <laughs> it always does always now always again
1: does. I can't remember the finish was it a suplex because I think that's more. of yeah. the uh, so uh, Miss, yeah, miss clothesline <laughs>
2: into a belly to back suplex dodgy three count to win and Muter Pins victory with a German suplex yeah yeah
1: Um. next is an interesting team, the Russian team or U.S. Uh, Soviet Union, against the Canadians. Now, it baffles me how Canada's produced all these wrestlers, and there must be Canadians. I can't think of the top yet, but there must be Canadians in WCW at this moment in time, and they picked the team of Danny Johnson and Troy Montour, yep. who don't don't even have a Wikipedia entry. Yeah, neither have so, got a Wikipedia page. Um. I would look. I would like. There must. I can't think of anyone who would be Canadian. There must be. I'll, I'll have to do some research on that. Hmm. Well, there must have been Canadians in WCW at that moment of time. It seems like there have to be. There but
0: must anyway, have been somebody
2: from Canada surely.
0: Well, I'd imagine most most of your biggest Canadian guys will be the Hart family.
1: Well, Owen, Owen, I guess wasn't under. Was he under contract? I don't know that would have been a good little uh, Easter going egg. Going if He was just <laughs> jobbing, just to doing article.
2: Into job it? into the Russians I quite like uh, when, the, when the Russian guy in the Russian team he says in the spirit of Glasnost so I thought, "Yeah, good luck with that because the crowd's not going to follow that are they
4: And ladies and gentlemen their opponents in this one fall 20 minute time limit event in the spirit of Glasnost please welcome to the United States of America representing the Soviet Union from Tbilisi total combined weight 520 pounds Viktor Zangiev and Salman Hasimekov.
1: Well, the Russians are legitimate wrestlers. They were like Olympic wrestlers. And um, they were big in Japan. And, and I think it was Inuki trained them up because he saw potential. And apparently, they really are awesome the sort of guys that you don't want to mess with because <laughs> they're legitimately. But they've even took the Steiners in a in shoot fight if it came to it. Um,
2: well, I looked into this, Alan, because I was very interested because your, your man Zangief comes out, who's a very yeah. hairy man, a very yes. hairy man. <laughs> and I thought, wait a second, a, daily, a Russian team in New Japan or all or, or Japan, whichever one they were in, in 1990s, and he's called Zangief. And we get a Street Fighter II character called Zangief, and apparently the two of them are kind of meant to be the inspiration for Zangief from Street Fighter. Ah.
1: Pairing. Your man. man.
2: What's the other one called? Is it um, hot, hot, Hash, hot, ha, ha, um, Hashimikov?
1: Hashimikov. Yeah, I'm really terrible at. His physique
2: is kind of like Zangief's physique, and obviously the other one's got his name, so that's where they kind of got fed into the creation of Zangief from Street Fighter Two. Well,
1: I've got to say, these two guys look pretty good to me. they you know that they've got. Um, you know, the, the the finish was a bit unusual. Was it like the pin him, and then he gets him to submit or something?
0: No, it sounds uh, so one weird. Of, one of the Russians suplexes Troy so hard that the referee determines that he can't actually respond and he gets knocked out. I thought right.
1: he did a three count. He does, he does a three count. The guy's still got him in a headlock though, like the match is continuing. Well anyway, it looks like the the Canadians legitimately want to fight the Russians after the bell. Hmm. Um, the other like, guy comes out
2: from the corner uh, and the wrestler trying to hold him back, is he? The wrestler yeah, like trying and to and push him I away. The Russian's Russian still on the ground them. in the headlock holding the, the other the guy Russians down.
1: The Russians would have absolutely demolished them. Like, um, yeah. But it's a shame because I, I can see the very clean... Like The Russians look like very Olympic wrestlers, not the Russians we used to, like um, Nikolai Voltov Volkov. Volkov, um, that kind of time, yeah. Ivan Koloff. They don't look like that. They yeah. look like legitimate wrestlers. And again, it's quite good, but... Um, I, they don't they don't really get much shown in the next round but yeah. we'll get in the next round shortly well my that concern when
2: the, when the russians came out it was like oh god there's gonna be like a pair of amateur wrestlers it's gonna be really yeah. boring because you see like normally when there's like an amateur wrestler style guy in the ring like it just doesn't work but they seem to kind of like you say are they seem really smooth they seem to just like be yeah. like proper wrestlers they need a different outfits because there's a bit when zangief gets pinned and you kind of see right down his legs it's like no nah, you need shorts mate you need shorts <laughs> or trousers because it's just too much. I can't cope with it. I just don't need to see that. But yeah, it's a shame they didn't kind of get... I think this was their only kind of shot, wasn't it? I don't remember. I don't think they were in the... No, again,
1: but just another one-off. One night.
2: But they would, would have been a good little, you know, little modern Russian team. But yeah, kind of waited really, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um next um, Cam you explain this because I quite enjoyed this storyline the, uh, the the Wall Street the,
0: the IRS oh yeah 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 because yeah. you saw the screen grab of this and you were wondering yeah. why there was a clock there and you thought, thought
1: well, time limit it's
0: going yeah, to go to a time limit draw but no alas the clock is there for a reason the clock starts at 8 minutes and 32 seconds because Alexandra York who's Wall Street's manager uses a computer to determine the results of his matches And the computer has said that Wall Street will beat Terry Taylor in 8 minutes 32 or less. So the clock is only displayed in that for them to prove a point that the computer was right.
2: Just to confirm, she she carries the computer to the ring in this kind of late 80s style keyboard with a tiny screen on it sort of thing. Not even a laptop. laptop. It has no discernible screen on it. To be honest, I think it's actually just a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's got like a really kind of narrow LCD thing in it. I, don't, I think it's got um, like, yeah, yeah, I think it's like the equivalent of a speaking spell, isn't it? Really? Yeah, pretty much. So how she's doing complicated wrestling stuff on that? Who knows? God it's knows numbers. She's it's, she's just really good. It's very wrestling at this point, I think,
0: because it does say on the little kind of match cards that it's like going. Alexandra York is a computer whiz. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, she's a computer genius. Yep, she, well, she had like a little stable over there for a little while, didn't she? I think there was, I think because Wall Street is soon to go to WWF, and I think Terry Taylor kind of steps in to the York hey, Foundation, yeah. or whatever it's called.
0: Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the oh yeah, I forgot Terry Taylor was in the York Foundation. Oh yeah, because he there was.
2: What show did what sure did we do when he's a uh, heel the... We kind of skip past it. I think he becomes. Terence Taylor with her and then he becomes the tailor-made man after that so he does yeah but I'm trying to I'm trying to do some quick research to find out no I've got a picture of her, her holding the computer and it has got a screen has it got a screen okay yeah it's about, probably say like a two inch LCD black and white screen
1: probably something like that yeah so something 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 shite really well there's some shenanigans isn't there Cam
0: yeah there's some shenanigans that go on uh, I've just looked up there um, there's a lot of yeah, he, he starts cheating as the match goes on. So you got like Wall Street who he'll pull Terry Taylor's hair to get out with an arm bar.
2: Yeah, abdominal stretch, the classic heel, turn on the yeah, top and rope.
0: And he's holding the ropes during an abdominal stretch. As yeah. the match wears on, as the time limit goes down, Wall Street cheats more and
2: more and more. And York keeps typing more and more at the same time as it's top to one side she typing. Turns, yes, he starts furiously typing at one stage.
0: <laughs> and then um, there's um, he gets caught with a five-arm, which is Terry Taylor's finishing forearm, but he manages to land close to the ropes so he can put his foot on his ropes as did the pinfalls going on. Hmm. And then when they get back up, um, he does the stock market crash, which I still think is a fantastic name for a finishing move. It is a cracking yeah, name for a move, isn't
1: it? I don't think yeah. you could use it in the WWF because it's to tank his finisher.
0: Yeah, yeah of course. I, I, <laughs> I
1: mean, he was there first. He was there at home, not quite a year before to tank maybe six, eight months. But yeah, I never saw him once, maybe maybe he did use it, but I don't remember ever seeing him using it in the WF. But there, uh, Tatanka brought it in in 92 when he when he came.
2: There's a nice little comment about Terry Taylor in the old commentary.
1: But he missed the elbow, Terry Taylor,
3: who has had a very frustrating career in the last couple of years. He's happy to be back in World Championship Wrestling, and he wants to prove his worth, he wants to prove his abilities, and he has got great abilities. He wants to be a champion.
2: I was like, would that be when he was a wrestling chicken for another company? Very probably. I think he's, he's, this is just when he's kind of moved back from WWF to WCW. So his uh, frustrating couple of years would have been him as a as a as a, as a wrestling chicken, yeah. Wrestling chicken.
1: Right, I'll sum up the next match really quickly as well. We've got a tag team match next. Um, and there's a big deal because it's the reformation of the Skyscrapers, which was Sid Vicious and Dan Spivey. And uh, the fans seem to really be into these guys, this big, tall tag team.
2: It's a big pot for them. They're
1: <laughs> on the team of um, the big cat, yep. who we would all know as Mr. Hughes. And is that Mr. Hughes? I'm pretty sure it is. I'm oh, sure wow. Nar- narcoleptic go go <laughs> And the Motor City Madman, who I don't think became much, but originally it was a wrestler called the Night Stalker. And no, it's not me. It <laughs> it would be the uh, it would be the future Adam Bomb as who would that would be? Oh, oh,
2: Adam Bomb!
1: He's not on this uh, not on this pay per view, and this is a minute squash match with very sloppy bits. And then I'm not sure if it's deliberate or accidental, but um, Sid tries to power bomb, and he can't quite get the guy up, can he? It's but the so slowest fight. double powerbomb ever.
0: By the hells, when they turn it over a double.
1: But I don't know if that's the plan all along or whether it's legitimately since couldn't power Bob him so needed help
0: no um, it kind of looks like his plan because it's
1: the guy does stick his neck up it. so that
0: Spivey can grab him
1: yeah. yeah and then and then they have a big rant at the end and Paul Eamon gets involved and they kind of threaten him a bit and they said you know this isn't a one shot deal And uh, the skyscrapers are back when we say we're back
4: now that we're eye to eye little man yes. let me tell you something yes Everybody says this is a one-time only deal with the skyscrapers. We decide what we want to do, when we want to do it, and how we want to do it. Nobody Nobody. tells the skyscrapers what they're going to do. And if we do decide to get together in 1991, there's a lot of people that better watch out. out. Remember something people, the skyscrapers rule the world.
1: And uh, just so you know, this uh, was the one-off appearance of the skyscrapers. I never were back.
2: Uh, just to run through my notes real quick on this, match. So I've got uh, Sid in the Singlet, question mark.
1: I oh, always did in wc That was his thing, yeah.
2: Dance Spivey's Mad Eyes are brilliant. Um, I can't remember who's described on the stats, but one of the stats says uh, the biggest ham on, on tonight's event. <laughs> I've just got that here as well. A power match with little finesse. Yes.
0: No, there's not much finesse to this. It's just like literally yeah. just a couple of moves. Bang, bang, good. Like, then I wrote on.
2: down um, another tag team match during a tag team tournament. Seems a bit much. Yeah, I've, got- I've got another in down. Because um, he mentioned about Sid being a four horseman, and I was like, Sid was a horseman, and I checked, and he was a horseman. And do you know why he was a four horseman? No, because he was brought in to counteract the strength of RoboCop. Oh God, <laughs> that was why. <laughs> it was suggested it's according to the Wikipedia, he oh, was brought into the four God. horsemen. So well, somebody to counteract the strength of Robocop. Well, you'd need to, yeah, totally. <laughs> Which doesn't explain why he can't do the power bomb at the end. If he's as strong as Robocop, a power bomb should be easy. Well, yeah, but Robocop's got a good power bomb on him. <laughs> the Robocomb right, so we all know.
1: On the next match. Um <laughs> Right, we've got the, the the substitute rock and roll express of Tommy Rick and uh, Ricky Morton against the free bird team of Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes. With Little Richard Marley. Yeah. Is that is that the love child of Little Richard and Bob Marley? I'm not sure.
2: Who knows? But, um, and wasn't, wasn't the, uh, the three birds, robes and face paint on brand? Yeah. Coming slightly.
0: out
2: slightly. Okay. Confederate flag robes and Confederate flag face paint. And I was like, oof. <laughs> 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 oof.
1: Acceptable
2: uh, in the 90s. It's a, it, the was
1: other, the, it was fine. It was fine back then. the other then. Rock and Roll Express member, Robert Gibson, come down on crutches because he's injured. Because mm-hmm. he's got an injured foot, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, six minutes, 13 seconds a match. Uh, I must admit, I did fast forward quite a lot of it, so you guys talk me through it.
2: Um, I've got written down a, a, a line from commentary. He who hesitates gets backdropped. Thank you, Confucius. That, I thought, was a good line. Pretty much. That's about all I've got. Already.
0: Essentially ends when little Richard tries to get involved and tries to distract the referee so that the three birds can win, but it ends up with Jimmy Garvin getting pinned. So... Um, the free birds um, end up losing. They attack Robert Gibson again in the aisle because they managed to
2: single him out in the aisle, and then everything goes a little bit crazy. Yeah, shenanigans to finish. That's why I put just loads of shenanigans going on. That's it, really. It's just there to forward on a few of isn't it? It's just fill a filler match. Much. Which yeah, when it's... you've got this many matches on the card, doesn't make any sense.
0: No, it doesn't also make any sense the way you you have half of the. Rock and Roll Express and the Three Birds and like a six-minute match halfway down your card.
1: Yeah. Well, onto the semi-finals now. It's the USA taking on Mexico. Oh. Stan Hansen gets an interview before this. Oh my God! Is it? Does he say anything of note? He summarizes the rules
2: for the match, doesn't he? For the uh, Larry yeah, match.
1: Never
3: before has a title match like this ever been done in a Texas Larian match. This rope right here, though, it looks a little skinny. Can hold some 600-pound steer. I know it can hold Lex Luger. We're going to tape each other up. We're going to get it right down. We're going to put it around our waist. And you got to drag the guy around four times and touch all four of those posts to be
1: a winner.
0: He spits tobacco all over Shoney Schiavone.
1: Well, <laughs> I assume disgusting. I'm not going to look. The Lariat match is just the first one to do a close-line wins, yeah? No,
2: well, sorry, it was... Uh, a. <laughs> What's it the called? Texas Rope Match. Texas Rope That's Match. A
1: lariat match. It's just totally different.
2: Totally different. It's, yeah. It's called a Texas lariat match. I thought it was described on the uh, on the uh, Wikipedia page. Mm, bloody hell! Apparently, lariat refers to the rope. <laughs> okay. Ah. Yeah, there you go. It's because it's, it's a strap match, basically, but it's uh, they refer to it as a Texas lariat match because your boy Stan Hansen loves a lariat, doesn't he? So, at least from Texas, as he's proved in his promo
1: well semi-final time USA yeah. versus Mexico yeah out comes Ray Mysteric again well, yeah, both the Mexicans look absolutely knackered the other ones injured his knee so you get essentially another two minute squash job of the Steiners uh, beating the Mexicans
0: yep yeah, I've got top rope Bulldog from the Steiners um,
1: turns them around twice there's a really weird finish where Rick's facing them and then Scott tells him from the top rope to turn around like, um, like like Rick Steiner doesn't know what move they're going for hmm did anyone
2: else he, spot that now? Yeah. You do get like a nice shot of that nasty bruise on Mysterio's leg when he hit the chair. And to be fair, he did mess his leg up proper with that yeah. that move. He did. He did.
0: There's a weird kind of heel trip thing that goes on with this that the Steiners just don't want to sell at all.
1: It's like, like
2: when they come on trips Rick Steiner yeah, and he spends like about half an hour match. holding down. It's like a kind of drop
0: toe hold and he has to kind of like kick him in the inside of the knee to try and get him to like bend down. Yeah. But like, Rick Steiner is essentially just laughing in the guy's face. He
2: doesn't time. help at all, does he? Just does not help no, at all.
0: No, he just he just kind of goes, oh,
1: "All right then." <laughs>
2: yeah, and then we see the uh, the we we see the limousine incident with with uh, Rick Flair getting kidnapped by a group of transients. I am not quite sure what goes on um, here.
1: I think Rick Flair beat Butch Reed, and as a result, Teddy Long has to drive his limo.
2: Ah, so he drives him somewhere. Rick Flair gets out, and then he gets kidnapped by a load of people and just dragged okay. off, shouting in Rick Flair style
0: out the car shouting and yeah gets dragged off somewhere although yeah. it's never actually answered as to who the hell filmed it yeah because <laughs> the camera starts right in the middle of the car right in rick flair's face and then it's still filming rick flair as he they get out of the car and as he's dragged down the side of a road
2: because Ric flair filmed like,
0: yeah well you can kind of understand if it was if it was done today because it would be on someone's mobile phone yeah but Back then, that, that camera probably would have taken up a good quarter of the room in the back <laughs> yeah. of the limo. So like, therefore,
1: it's three like, people who the hell's filming
0: you? it? Yeah,
2: exactly. It was like going, well, who the hell's yeah. filming this? But uh,
1: next we got Pan against Bricker.
2: What I like about this match is the crowd have got no idea who to cheer at all.
1: Well, it's a shame because it only goes on three minutes and might, there's a lot of talent involved and it, you know, it, it should be a bit more. But, but it's another suplex, by the way.
2: Yeah, Suplex and a win.
0: Uh, yes, Saito Suplex who Pin Zangiev, but they do yeah. say it earlier on, Heyman just says that Saito is the master of the Suplex.
2: Yeah, I think well, he kills so, Zangiev for the clothesline then Suplex him, so there's a little
1: bit to a, it.
0: The Japanese uh, team are totally healing it up, though.
2: Yeah. It should
1: be called the World Suplex Tournament, I feel.
2: I yeah. believe yeah, <laughs> they do a call the move bit. at one point, they do refer to it as the Kremlin Crab at some point, which again, nice. it's a cracking name for a move.
1: I've had them. I have some, some, I got some cream for it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jesus, Jesus! I was going to say it's the, I was going to say it was the
2: best restaurant in Saint Petersburg, but you went that one step. We <laughs> went the other way with it. Best thing about that match is the crowd being confused because they they can't cheer Russia, they can't cheer Japan, so they just be quiet instead. Yeah.
1: Well, we've got four matches left, and these are kind of the four things. These are kind of the four more stellar matches on the card, um, and they get the, the biggest length as well. Um, so we will go on to the lariat match.
2: What a what a high point this is! Let's Luger versus Stan Hansen.
1: Um, I've never seen Stan Hansen wrestle. I don't think. Have you not? No, he kind of wasn't in my era. I know he No, I suppose three, um, in Japan and stuff. I don't think I've seen him wrestle. I've hmm. seen clips, but not full matches.
2: Yeah, like well, like him and Ve- him and Vader's matches, that that's sort of the thing. Famous him just one,
1: yeah. yeah. Lariat,
2: people out of their boots and stuff. One of the best matches I've ever seen uh that stan Hansen wrestled in
0: was a new japan or maybe an old japan one and it's against andre the giant oh and it's essentially just like the the match spills to the outside and over the guardrail within the first like three minutes nice i bet the crowd was scattering as that as well yeah the rest of the match is basically this crowd of japanese people trying desperately to get away from the two (laughs) crazy people who are (laughs) punching lumps out of each other and it's hilarious because it's just like everywhere they go there's just a like kind of oh! like a Japanese people just kind of trying to just the in fear. yeah they're, they are absolutely pissing themselves with fear because Stan Hansen's chucking a bloody cow chain around the place <laughs> and Andre the Giant is basically just huge yeah. and just stomp towards him it's brilliant but anyway it's not this match. No. Why does Lex Luger get a little graphic on the top of the entranceway, by the way, for this match that looks like his
2: character select screen in some kind of <laughs> NES game? <laughs> well, they all get it from this point onwards. Like, a lot of them get it after this. There's some yeah, more, there's some it's pop up but it's like, really, really It's really bloody pixelated. they can't afford a Titan titantron or anything because they spend money elsewhere, which we'll get to later. So they have to kind of get, like, some kind of crappy caricature artist to scribble on a bit of uh, tarpaulin and hang it from the ceiling. Probably. Oh.
1: I've got to say, I really enjoyed this match. I I thought it was very good.
0: I'm never usually a big fan of, like, bull rope matches Hmm. because usually they always end the same way. It's like kind of going, oh, the heel will touch three of the turnbuckles with the face on their back and not realise that the face is touching the turnbuckles as they're turning away from them. And then at the last second on the fourth turnbuckle... The face will just leapfrog him and then just touch the fourth turnbuckle and ding ding winner
1: there's the famous <laughs> Austin Savio Vega one isn't it
0: yeah from uh, Beware the Dog wasn't yeah. it yeah hmm.
1: well but I that, thought this was very very good there was like really going, going at each other there was a lot of rope burns there were like a lot of strangling and stuff I thought Luger looked pretty good uh, it's not
2: Luger's wheelhouse as to be said no. it's not wheelhouse at all that's weird because they go up to such fast so I'm like Jesus Luger's going to get blown up already surely Like, because he's not the most pacey of is he
0: no I have got down here the, the Luger always seemed like a bodybuilder forced to be a wrestler
2: yeah like he hasn't got much of a gas tank to him so no. But Stan Hansen's just like you know like a missile you point him and he just goes isn't he like he's just like off at like a, like one kind of gear and he's just flying
0: oh, yeah, which for yeah, like yeah. a
2: guy of his size is just nuts Hansen's like the most violent Duracell bunny <laughs> no, covered I mean, in tobacco was anybody else yeah. worried he's going to wrestle with the tobacco in his mouth yeah I you. think he nearly did at one stage it's literally like he just like takes it out of his mouth throws it on the floor and then it starts so it's like oh god thank god he got, he got rid of that that was gross yeah, well, still, pretty fucking goes, is dribbling down his chin. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I, I quite enjoyed the finish, even though it was a bit convoluted. I quite enjoyed it. It, was, <laughs> it
2: feels like a real kind of dusty roads, you know, oh, swerving oh, finish. I thought it was a lot of
1: the,
0: a, the, the 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 last four matches in this evening are all bollocks by crap finishes. <laughs> so what,
2: this what, one what? is it? Like Luger's just to get just at the at the last turnbuckle, but Hans is holding him back. And then Hansen lets go go the rope. Luger hits what, the turnbuckle and the ref at the same time.
1: What really knocks gives us that ref a way is, out? It really gives us a way as the ref's positioning because yeah. you can see the ref just standing in front of the turnbuckle, and it's like, why is the referee essentially blocking? Yeah, the, it's yeah. kind of telegraphed yeah. completely. Yeah. So I, I Hansen think, has yeah. to kind of
2: like re like kind of let go and kind of tug Luger around a little bit to get him to hit the ref in like a decent fashion, doesn't he? He's got kind of. Died him into the ref which makes no sense
1: then you've got a spot in wrestling I think is stupid uh, Stan Hansen takes his boot off and hits Luger with it mm-hmm. when he could have just kicked him with it well, you know, what's the difference <laughs> between hitting someone with your boot or kicking them what's the difference
2: surely it's heavier attached to your foot uh, well, well you, you
1: well,
2: can no but you can you can
0: get more of of a, 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 a sort of kick back on a kick kind of thing you know what I mean you can draw further back to go further forward at a higher velocity with when you've got it in your arm rather than like your leg. Like Do
1: you a... think, well, I don't know, but anyway, so he knocks Luger out, then Nick Patrick comes down, and he drags Luger around for all four turnbuckles. and Stan Hansen's won. What has he? <laughs>
0: has he? <laughs> has he? No. No is the answer, yes.
1: <laughs> so, come on, guys, this is, I'm, I'm letting you pick up the finish, come on. So, oh, the... hey,
0: so um... Nick Patrick and Randy Anderson who the two referees argue and um, then they just reverse the decision there's yeah, no right the start
2: it. oh yeah hands his hand down he's, he's now the champ which is referred to as the NWA United States <laughs> Heavyweight Championship so it's still like the NWA belts not the WCW belts
0: Luger gives it the greatest oh baby how good it feels <laughs>
1: I presume the finish was the referee who got knocked down somehow, so Luger touched the fourth turnbuckle before yeah. he got made unconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah he gets up and he little little bit, tells
0: uh, Nick Patrick that it's before not Before he was told. packaged,
2: he was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I remember that. It's fine. It's Which fine. essentially
0: I would imagine retains Stan Hansen's kind of, like, you know, ethos because he didn't technically lose. He was, you know, he touched all four turnbuckles. Yeah, I wonder
2: how much of that was from Stan, like, not one until he's clean, if that makes sense. Maybe I don't know.
0: It's always a bit. It's it's kind of one of those endings that t- smacks as a compromise mm. for well, ego.
1: Talking about uh, crappy endings, we've <laughs> got a street fight next for the N.W.A. Tag Team N.W.A. N.W.A. Yep. Tag Team Championship, and it is Doom Butch Reed and Ron Simmons. Of course, he'd be in a much more famous tag team, and yep. Arn Anderson. And now Ric Flair's been substituted by Barry Windham.
2: Yeah, also yep. one of the Horsemen.
1: And it's a street fight, so they're all wearing street clothes, which I think gives the uh, match a good feel to it.
2: Yeah, Alan, would you would you class leather chaps as street clothes though? <laughs> um, well, because that's what Wyndham's uh, wearing. He's wearing jeans and leather maybe, chaps. I think it depends like that, on. Overall. I think it depends on where you go on that street. Yeah, that's a fair point. But he, he, he didn't even get those off. He's wearing them the match. He's committed to them for the entire match. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're committed to that gimmick. Yeah.
1: And I thought this was a very good match. Like a good straight up street fight it's like no tags just everyone's in the ring there's a chair involved a little bit there's a lot of beatings and I thought they came across very good a lot of people busted open end. as well yeah every,
0: everyone gets busted open within about three minutes of each but other but
2: even that did they, um they remember the, the medical guys just like appear around ringside to the confusion yeah. of the, uh, the, the commentary box as well they don't know who they are
4: who's that guy
3: three t- outside we have some medical
1: attendants out here that will be attending to these gentlemen. Well, the finish, the finish is very, um, well, the rumor is actually, I read a rumor that um, Dusty Rhodes was coming back to book WCW and he gave his notice to WWE at the time. And um, WWE knew he was pretty much suspected he was going back there because they even have him job to Virgil on house shows that's how uh, wow how low <laughs> yeah, must you be to do February that was. so um, I, don't, I don't think it's official but I think Dusty Rhodes has been on the telephone to help book some of this um, Starkade because uh, the other booking guy I don't know who was, I can't remember I did read it who was booking beforehand is gone Ollie Anderson sorry yeah. he's gone so yeah they need somebody else to book so I think Dusty Rhodes has been on the phone especially for these last few finishes and uh, suggested how to uh, how to execute these final finishes, yeah.
2: Barry Wyndham gets Reed down, Ron Simmons gets on down, and they, they both pin, they both drop down for a three count, and the ref counts both of them for a double pin.
0: Yeah, the referee does that stupid thing of both arms, just kind of flapping both arms down that, you know, for three, and it's like kind of going, you'd surely as a referee make a call that there's a double pinfall going on and you can't count either of them.
1: Um. So, yeah, no... Yeah. One that
2: to that makes too much sense, though. That's that's the trouble. Yeah, true. WCW, so one, isn't it?
1: One fault to doom, one fall to where uh, the horsemen, and I guess it's technically it says a no because technically a draw. I guess you would call it, but uh, that's that's awesome. a draw. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, There's
0: a whole lot of confusion on commentary after the end of it as to who gets the belts because Paul Heyman's like, "Who won the match?" And then JR's like, kind of going, "Well, I don't know. You know, you know as much as me, stupid." And then Heyman's going, "Are you calling me stupid?" You need to apologize
3: to me because I want to know who won the match. Well, I do too, stupid. You think I'm just sitting here like an idiot? Yeah. Are you calling me stupid? Yeah, you're stupid. Go ahead, say it again. We don't know. Say it again.
1: We get. Oh, this is stupid. This. When I say this out loud, we got our final and tenth tag team match on this card. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> who the hell thought 10 it's, tag team matches was good it's to a bit excessive isn't
2: it I mean come on it's a, bit, a little it's bit, a bit excessive
1: goodness, yeah. <laughs> so it is USA versus Japan and never ever was a match so not in doubt but they still ran it nearly 11 minutes they may as well have just done a one minute squash match because we knew what was coming
0: well, uh, are they are they trying to put a Japanese ref in there to actually kind of compensate for that fact? Yeah,
1: but you know, maybe you might think there's some shenanigans, but there's no yeah, no shenanigans, is there? Because even
0: Heyman kind of goes, "I'm not
1: sure about this." Look at a Japanese
0: ref, which is true.
1: Uh, but I mean, it's a, it's an okay contest. It's you know they, they go at each other, and uh, I still would have preferred the Russians uh, against the Steiners just just for the spectacle. But uh, yes, that's yeah, fun. I know. Uh, that's what you get, and uh, USA wins. And I must apologise; can't remember the finish again. If someone could say, it was a suplex? Uh,
0: <laughs> da, 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 da. Hold on. There's a Scott Steiner package powerbomb. There's a spike pile driver to Scott Steiner. Uh, Muta is too busy hot dogging, but doesn't notice that Rick's gonna sunset flip Saito to pin him. So oh, therefore, Rick...
1: yes, the sunset flip off the hmm. top rope.
0: Yeah, the it. sunset flip off the top rope, which Muta doesn't notice and break up because Muta's too busy jaw
2: into the crowd yeah. we just seem to be having a bit of fun because like yeah, at one point he gets crushed, and then he's like kind of looks down his trousers to check everything's okay down there
0: yeah yeah I was like, he's, just kind of, he's just adjusting
2: yeah and then yeah. I think, I'm not oh, sure it is sorry, but I think Rick oh. Steiner gets rammed out so into the post his head things pops off because yeah, he's like lying so- on the ground and someone has to chuck it to him so he can put it back on again yeah someone chucks it back to him yeah yeah Um uh, i quite enjoyed this as a final i would this could have probably gone on a little bit longer for me that's probably got so many tag teams on there it's not given any time to kind of real properly breathe because it's like you know um steiners versus japan guys that seems like a really good idea just to let them go as long as they want because you know the steiners in, uh, know how to wrestle the japanese style you got two really good japanese guys like it's got the makings of a really good match isn't it but it doesn't kind of get the time yeah, to really much. kind of breathe and go as, as well as it needs to no, really, and I say
0: it's really helped, as Alan says, by the fact that it's kind of signposted from a mile away that the Steiners are going to win it. Of course they are. Of course they're going yeah. to win. No, but for a while, it's you know the Japanese guys do really, really well.
1: Then we get the trophy presentation.
0: Yep, because it's Pat O'ca- Here's Pat O'Connor's family, which we're going to point to, but not actually get on camera.
1: Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> mention them, yeah. Uh, and then
0: get, uh, Jim Hurd Jim gives the trophy to the Steiners. And if you want, I've written down the uh, victory speeches here. Um, It's not exactly at Austin 316 because we get Scott (laughs) Steiner saying both my uncles fought Vietnam and Rick Steiner goes kick some butt
4: But you know there's other warriors that are representing the United States in Kuwait my great-grand, my uncle both my uncles fought in Korea and Vietnam and I'm proud as hell for them and I'm proud of these guys over in Kuwait I got what did he say? You guys over there! Kick some butt
2: I'm just with um mentioning Jim Hurd there. I just double checked and this is the period when Jim Hurd is in full control of WCW. So he's um what's well, he he's created the ding dongs, that kind of bell yep. covered tag team. He I'm came back. up he came up with Big Josh apparently, so you know, well done for that. Uh Stan Hansen leaves after Jim Hurd pitches to him to become part of the comedic cowboys table called the Desperados. Cornette goes, you know, just before this. He splits on the Midnight Express. Road Warriors leave because they fall out with him, and then I think the next year is when he has the big fall out with Ric Flair. And Ric Flair
1: gets,
2: yeah. gets fired and takes the belt across to WWF. So it's so really, it's not a great time booking wise for the uh, for your old WCW because the guy in charge isn't really the most wrestlingist guy in the world.
0: No, not really.
2: They're about to. Which I think with- kind of shows in. Booking a, book a pay-per-view with 14 matches, 10 of which are tag team matches, which seems like There's a, a tag matches. Yeah. bit excessive.
1: It brings us to our main event of the evening.
2: And what a main and event it is.
1: I, you know what? He's going to get me here. I, I didn't think this thing was too bad. I, I almost was enjoying it. I think it's because I've read so many <laughs> bad things about it. I was expecting it to be It can't be, so yeah, low.
0: Is there a list of people who the Black Scorpion was supposed to be?
1: I'm... Yes, um, kind of. I've I've got a little list anyway.
0: Oh, yeah, I knew you would.
1: So anyway, anyway I'll, I will explain the Black Scorpion um, Please do. story. So it's literally um, a guy turns up, Black Scorpion, claiming he's from Sting's past and wants revenge or whatever. So they do have a match at the Clash of the Champions. Sting's already took on a Black Scorpion. And in that scenario, it was a guy called Al Perez, who was kind of a jobber for WE for years. I don't know what else he did, but in WE... He was, he was kind of a jobber, and um, that was the first incarnation. Then it, it house shows, you would wrestle other one. Uh, I think the guy's name was Jeff. I want to say Jeff Ellis, but I couldn't find much else about him. I, I'm not on the page at the minute, so... Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry say so, this is a bad thingy because I did have the page up before, but it's gone. Oh, it was Jeff Ellis. I did get it right. Um, and and they, he would fight them at house shows and things like that. The other guy was a man called the Angel of Death he went under. And that was one of the rumours because he was Sting's tag team partner in like years and years beforehand. I don't know. I don't think he was, like, would have been a massive reveal because people wouldn't really remember him too much, I don't think. But um, yeah, um the other one, which would have blew everyone's mind but had 0% of happening, was, of course, the Warrior. <laughs> Everybody hope the Blade
2: oh. Runners.
1: you know. Uh, I mean yeah, the fact, he was, the fact he was the champion at the time, there was absolutely no way he was turned up on WCW television. <laughs> no, no. Um,
2: I kind of remember this from um, WrestleCraft, you know, the old w- website yeah. that, like, in the That's kind of kind of popularized it, yeah, and they kind of say there's a bit where like um, Black Scorpion like appears to to Sting, and he's like Sting, do you remember Tulsa? And like, other starts naming like other kind of random places in America it's to imply that they've been pals and traveled with each other, which doesn't really figure into anything at all by the end of it
1: well again that, that's the whole game that like you think there's just one and then like sting would get him, and then another black scorpion would appear out the crowd and stuff and that was the, the game I guess, it's not me sting it's me it's not me it's you know and, they'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah. and um, that's evident by the start of the match where there's like the black scorpion comes down but then another black scorpion comes down and then another one and a lot of these guys are the people who played the black scorpion in various house shows throughout the, uh, throughout the time. There's a guy I think called Randy Coley might have played one, and he's more famous for being the original Smash and Demolition before nice. Barry Darsler took over. Yeah. Um, and they all four of them come down.
2: Yeah, because the thing we, is, yeah, when you kind of get down to it, like the idea of the Black Scorpion isn't a bad idea, especially for this kind of oh. time where you got like a very cartoonish character in Sting who's pals with RoboCop. You know, this kind of bad guy. It makes sense, but there's kind of no. It feels like there's no kind of proper.
1: Well, I don't. They don't know think where I, it's going
2: to end. If that makes sense, like no, I don't
1: the, think this. I don't think this was the original ending. I don't think they really had an ending. I think it's yeah. one of them storylines that wrote. There was another guy rumored, and I couldn't find his name. But I think Sting might have fought them in Japan or something or something. Yeah. There was. I, I read it years ago, and I must admit, I I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, the four scorpions come down, and then. There's like a spaceship was yeah. down from the ceiling. That's where all your which, money's gone. Some yeah. kind of crazy yeah, spider thing that comes out the, down for the arena, it. isn't it? And I must admit, the illusion. I thought it was quite an entrance, and it looked all right to me. Maybe it's me, Kitty's brain on again. But um, <laughs> and then and then you get a big. The scorpion turns up with a big silver robe on, and um, and he gets in the ring. Dick the Bruiser's the ref. He's in the ring and. Yeah. thing comes in as a nice... Can partner. we
0: point out as to why uh, the Black Scorpion sounds like Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget?
1: <laughs> well, Ollie Anderson was originally voicing them, but he's left. So I'm not sure whether Ollie Anderson already pre-recorded the things, because it sounds a lot like the Shockmaster, and that's who Ollie Anderson did the voice for as yeah, well. I was going to say but he if, Or they got somebody else to re-record his voice.
0: Not sure, but it does sound like a Saturday morning cartoon. I uh, get your gadget. Um, yeah, I will get you
2: next time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit bad though. That, like Black Scorpion gets all of these guys. He gets Pyro. He gets the thing coming from the like the ceiling. And Sting just comes out. You know, he, he gets just his he little just,
1: picture though. He, gets he just comes out. It. He gets
2: his little picture, and he just like yeah. you know with his generic music. But he's not. He's not really going to need any bells and whistles because he's Sting. That is true. I'll give you that.
0: They're going to cheat anyway.
1: <laughs> no now he's the um, he's the flaws in the match you can say there's a few but one <laughs> of them I, I hate the steel case they use because it's really hard to see yeah some of the camera angles they use it's impossible to see through the mesh and it really hinders the match
2: well at one point do you see the cameraman sat on top of the cage like in one of the corners
1: yeah yeah.
2: he, he just literally just climbs, sits on top of it because at one point, like, you just see like a foot dangling from the top of the frame. I was like, I wonder, what's going if, on? I
1: wonder if like, they got in touch with them and said, listen, this isn't working, pal. We need <laughs> to have a camera in the ring somehow, yeah.
2: And you're the one um, going up top. Get going.
1: Well, One thing I like about this match, but it does hinder, is the guy playing the Scorpion wants to really try and keep his identity secret. So he kind of got to act in a different way than he would. And you can see sometimes it's really difficult because he wants to do certain spots and certain things, but he doesn't want to give away to the crowd who he, he certain is. makes the match really awkward because he can't. I mean, a lot of people say he can only wrestle one match, this particular wrestler, and he has to try and wrestle a different match. You know, that was, isn't it? You hear that complaint about him. Yeah. He wrestles a match every single night, is what people apparently say. And he can't wrestle that match. He's got to try different stuff. And I do think he struggles a bit at times.
0: Yeah, there's an element of needing to find a completely different wrestling persona than the one he actually is, just for this night. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it quite comes off.
1: Well, I don't think, if I was watching this for the first time, I don't think I would uh, identify the wrestler. I really don't think I would. However, they kind of spoil it a bit, because there's a bit where Sting unmasks him. He finally unmasks him during the match. But then he's got another mask. Yeah, the old double mask. Yeah. The roof. He's got However, two masks on him. When that mask comes off, even on currently has to cover it going, now he looks a lot more recognisable, that mask come off or something like that. Giorne he's like I, like, I can Tom. see blonde hair. Yeah, because now it's like, well, now I think everybody knows who it was. I think, you know, you came away a bit now, yeah.
2: The the irreprovable fact about who it is is because the person wearing a mask gets busted open and only one person yeah. can get busted open under two <laughs> masks.
1: And it looks a good visual bleeding through white. Flag. I think that is good. Um, before we go to the finish, is there any other spots in the match you want to talk about before the before we go? Because there? the Black Scorpion like
2: is essentially like a bit of a blank slate. It's hard, for, I think, for Sting to kind of get a proper proper match going. You know what I mean? Because what what's what's Black Scorpion actually done to him? You know what I mean? What what's what's Black Scorpion actually done? I think he's like attacked him in a few matches and stuff.
1: Yeah, it's my like, He's game. not
2: taking the belt. He's not stolen the belt. He's told him, like, you remember Tulsa and that sort of stuff. But, like, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't feel like the end of a blood feud. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like it's the end of a massive feud between Sting and this weird person who's been messing with his mind. Well, you know if, what it needed? If, you know what it needed? Black Scorpion to make, like, black uh, oily stuff come out of his forehead. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's, what be, be, that's what it
1: needed.
2: That's what it needed.
1: The stipulation for the, mass, uh, for the match is mask versus title is yeah. the is a stipulation so sting wins it really weakly as well in my opinion with a with like a really odd looking body block from the top rope it doesn't look very good i don't think like the sting gets, a
2: splash or something
0: that,
1: yeah it's a shoulder but,
0: charge essentially off the yeah. top turnbuckle
1: and that's that's what gets the three count except the the dick the, the bruiser seems to count really funny as well when he does he the count on it does.
0: Dick the Bruiser does like the most soft little counts it just you think with being in like sort of an audience kind of in the arena you'd be, you'd be going like one two yeah. three big definite
2: counts but Dick the Bruiser just kind of going one two well a lot of the WWE right. refs do that, don't they they kind of get down they check the shoulders and then they start doing the count just
1: like he doesn't the... kind
2: of has that, doesn't have the snap like the WWE refs they kind of yeah. like they, they're down straight away arms up really high so the crowd can see it one two they're kind of really proper going for it, aren't they
1: just on yeah. a side note when me and Cam went to um, Fear and Loving, I thought Jeff Jarrett did a great job of being a, a guest referee for that match. He, he was really into it for the crowd, I thought.
0: Oh, for the James Storm Grado one? Yeah, I thought he was into it. Yeah, good. yeah,
1: yeah, it was, really good. It was whatever, really good. But
0: yeah, yeah, I thought he was really... So he so gets so three also point out as well. We've not got the Heyman commentary where he compares Dick the Bruiser to Popeye.
3: Looks like Popeye the Sailor Man, doesn't he? No, sir, he looks like he's a real man.
1: Yep, uh, he's Ross like, but well, he's going to go back
0: home to olive oil." <laughs> Got to get a can yeah, Jim of spinach.
1: Ross seems, uh, seems appalled when he says, "Is that Popeye the sailor man?" And Jim Ross says, "No, it isn't." The sort of he seems really. <laughs> yeah, that's him. one of the
2: points where it's like Jim Ross seems like like actually annoyed at him, even though you know Payment's trying to do the kind of heel commentary sh- uh, shtick. Like Jim Ross just, just doesn't seem to go for it at all. Does he? Doesn't seem to be like no. he just. He's not the position blanching. like you know, like you know what? You know, skip forward seven years and he's kind of sat next to Jerry Lauder being like a sexual, you know, rapist verbally, and like you know, he seems he seems much more willing to put up with that than he does with the Paul Heyman stick in nineteen ninety.
1: Well, if, if anyone was in doubt who the Scorpion might be, uh, the two members of the Horsemen then storm the ring uh, yeah. to attack. the Thing, it's like, well, well, there's there's not a lot of options left now, yeah. is it? To me, it would make more sense if he unmasked himself at this moment in time, but no, no. I, He's still. Oh, sorry. I I might as well. Yeah. I, I forgot the spot where he seems to be trying to climb out the cage, and Sting must have forgot he has to stop him from climbing out the cage. And literally, he's on the top, like just lying there because he, he can easily climb out. <laughs> he can easily get out of the ring. He's just lying there waiting for Sting to come and get him. It's like that was quite an awkward spot. I thought because like, yeah. well, the guy just looks stupid because he's just like lying on top of the cage because you're not bothering chasing after him or stopping him from escaping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Did um,
0: is this not the one where Ric Flair injured himself getting out of the cage at that bit?
1: Oh, it might have been I'm not sure actually. Flair
0: like Flair tears a muscle or something like that, climbing up the cage and getting out of it, and that's why kind of like Arn Anderson and um, Barry Windham are kind of like almost like helping him up the aisle at the end, because he can't actually move. <laughs> well, well,
1: Dick Dick the Bruiser fights him off a bit. Uh, does, yeah. thing fight? does somebody else come down before the good guys
0: um, you get the, the, uh, Scorpions the Scorpions jump in Barry Windham The Scorpions. no there's no one else you get Z-Man and Ricky oh, Morton the are for their faces the yeah place. and then you get yeah. Scott Steiner well the Steiner brothers arrive with the bolt cutters to uh, get, yeah, get it, into yeah. the cage
1: and then Jim yeah. Ross seems to be in a massive panic that they're going to run out of time before they can reveal who the Scorpion yeah. is we've got, uh, we've, got we've got two minutes left we've got two minutes left of air time yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, the mask comes off, and it's Ric Flair in one of the uh, stupidest things, although he did tag with, with Sting, so that bit was true. Yeah. Um, yep. And he I guess he must have traveled with Sting, and he knows Sting well, but it was just, I don't know, it was very anticlimactic uh, sort yeah. of thing. And what made even less sense is Flair wins the title of the house show from him, uh, like in, in, a, in a month's time, so... Why not make the whole Scorpion thing pay off by letting Flair win that match by cheating or shenanigans or whatever and saying, like, I'll beat your sting by getting in your head. It was me all along, Austin. It was me all along. And and I won the title. To me, that ending of the storyline would have been much better payoff than what we actually got.
2: Yeah, Sting becomes more yeah, concerned it's with it's the still. masculine than he does protecting the title and Flair yeah. comes in and nicks it. That's a much better kind and of...
1: The dirtiest player in the game has is, is got a one-up and I think that would have been a much... People, I think people, if that had been the thing, I think people would have been like praising this storyline or well, maybe not praising it, but not, not yeah. massive... No, but not, not massive chucking it in the bin, game. yeah. Uh, one, yeah, I one, think one, you're right. Yeah. It's, it got, it's definitely Flare central to it. It's a genius, you know, it makes Flair look really clever that he, he he's outsmarted the face by getting in his head. And to me, that would have been a much better ending than what we what we got.
2: Yeah, like, you know, if it had been, you know, 10 years later, whatever, you know, the next night on Monday Night Raw Nitro, Rick Flair comes out with a belt. You know, I won, you know, doing that kind of promo, seals it. It would have been great, wouldn't it? But yeah, it's not, it's 1990. You've got a oh, guy guy used to run pizza in charge, doesn't really know what he's doing. And it ends up just being a bit of a like you say, like you say, like an anti-climax. It's like, yeah, Flair was under the mask, but it doesn't really make that much sense.
1: Without Even that there kind of you, bit underneath it. They could have you went have all on d- all on attitude as well, by like like during the end of the match, Dick the Bruiser doing some sort of four horseman sign and then nailing sting, you know, to, yeah. to help to help finish the match. They could have went on all all sort of attitude era thing, but
0: well, the the next night on Nitro though, you would have had like Flair with the belt saying that he won it and he got into Sting's head. Sting comes down to confront him. They have a sort of one-on-one promo, but then the lights go down and the black scorpion appears. <laughs> and you know Flair's what? not sure what's going on, and nor Sting, so you just carry on. I, yeah, right I, I was so sure you were going to say Robocop else, then.
1: Yeah, um, then it
0: could have been someone else. And says, you know, Flair, just, Flair then says, well, I was only the scorpion for one night. So who's he's the other Robo
1: guy? RoboCop would it be like, uh, yeah, uh, you know, they could have, because um, Dusty Rhodes was resigning. Yeah, his body shape's not the best, but you know, <laughs> it could have, could have, no, he could have It'd he be been a polka dot scorpion. Well, if you want to disguise it, you could maybe put Dustin Rhodes, although he's he's not really become much of a wrestler, but you could kind of put no. him in there because mm. he would have instantly had the um connection with Flair and that because he's. He's feuded with his father, so you know they could have went down that. Exactly, end. yeah, yeah, think, yeah, it could have been. I that. think there was a lot of possibilities they could have done, and they didn't do any of them that well.
0: Not really, no, because it was WCW, but yeah. Well, yeah,
1: one, think... one other thing I note is one plan was to have Barry Windham play the um, Scorpion. However, Rick Flair, in his in his um, wisdom and he's to be fair, he's um, you know pretty good in this sense. He said that he thought if Wyndham did it it might harm his character a bit better. Uh like a bit more, sorry. But Rick Flair was like thought in, in a right, he like he's a bit a little bit untouchable, so if he did the yeah, skulls, he's kind of, he yeah wouldn't Flair's really deflate his character that much. So yeah, he yeah, he said to Wyndham he said I'll do it and you know, we can kind of write it a bit better if I do it rather than And like, it, like
2: F- Flair and Sting is like that color is the classic WWE rivalry, isn't it?
1: Well,
2: you it know. was the final match, don't forget. Yeah, it's always, it's, you know, that the, the the matches, was it like, you know, the late 80s they there when Sting first became champion and stuff. Like, WCW is Flair and Sting to me. Like, those two joining yeah, at the top of the belts. Say, yeah. So it, it, from that way, Ric Flair being a Black Scorpion does make sense because those two feuding is like the kind of, you know, not Austin Man, but, you know, it's like that's the kind of core of the company, but... The, the getting there, I think, wasn't thought through properly. I mean, it kind of shows. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, you're right in the sense of it being the, the, them two at WCW because, you know, obviously there's a reason why they were chosen to have the last main event on Nitro. Yeah. You know, and it's. It, it, yeah, just even though Flair obviously spent that year and a bit in the WWF, then it's still like he is Mr. WCW mm. completely. And. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sting obviously never left WCW during its entire lifetime. um Only went to the WWE to have his WrestleMania run, like, what, about 12, 13 years after WCW shut down? Pretty much from the year. Yeah, it was a long, long last time. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, they are integral to the entire sort of memory of the company. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right in that score.
2: Before we get to placing it on the list, do you want me to read uh, Ewan's prepared statement?
0: Go on. Yes, yes, please. Let's read from uh, Mr Taylor this evening, who sadly could not be with us.
2: (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) I won't do a Ewan impression. I I can't do a Scottish. Good evening, friends. First of all, I'd like to give a big shout-out to Microsoft Windows for being fucking useless and breaking my audio, and that's causing myself to be absent tonight. I trust that Al, Phil, and Cam have entertained you with their takes on WCW Starcade colon, the Jobber Express. <laughs> I've watched many matches during the time of this podcast, but Ric Flair as the Black Scorpion is something I will not forget. Also, Lex Luger to beating Stan Hansen is a crime against humanity. Anyway... <laughs> I'll be back next time, hopefully, so I'll leave you with this message. As bad as things might get, you will never be as terrible as the Z-Man. The end. Well, that's a bit harsh on the Z-Man. Why was he called the Z-Man? Just because he had a Z for his surname? Yeah, because pretty much. It's it's something same, yeah. See, I always thought it was because he did sleeper holds. Oh,
1: that
0: would make uh, sense. I see where you're coming from with that. That,
1: that made more been sense, been wouldn't it? Finisher. Yeah, you know what? That would have made much more sense. It should have been his finisher. Yeah, it exactly. tied it in nicely.
2: Would have made more sense. But again, WCW. So, where do we put this on the list? Let me just open up. So the highest starcade because this is a starcade, isn't it? Yes. The highest starcade is the only one we've done. Actually, is How is it the only one we've done? Let me just double check.
1: The first no, beef- one we've done. I don't know if that's the only one we've done. Yeah,
2: Starcade eighty three. That's twenty third on the list. All right. What's that? Okay. Doing? The wrestling classic.
1: Oh, I like the re- sorry. Wrestling classic was better than this. Sorry.
2: Oh, you I sure think? <laughs> yeah, I probably
0: enjoyed the rest of the classic more than this.
2: And flair for the gold um, does have Hardy racing the uh, and this thing in the uh, Hardy racing not in the fun, just It does have a cracker of a main event. Um, and then underneath w- that is Halloween Havoc in '96.
1: I didn't watch that one, guys. What's what's after Halloween Havoc?
2: World War Three '95.
1: Oh I God, didn't watch that one either. What's after that one? <laughs> WCW Greed. Oh my God. What's after that one? That's not WCW. <laughs>
2: WCW Battle Bowl Lethal Lottery.
1: <laughs> well, we're in the right territory, aren't we?
2: <laughs> and then
1: last is brawl for All. Oh, I like the brawl for All, you bastards. Uh... <laughs> the
0: no. problem I've got with this pay-per-view is it's kind of the last four matches are the, obviously the highest build, mm. and all four of them have some kind of shonky finishes. No, the yeah. thing fact- is like, one doesn't. Yeah, but oh, for being like yeah. a star kid, you know, this is like... This is what is WCW's equivalent to WrestleMania, isn't it? Yeah, and it really, should be the it like, should be the end some, of it, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should be the end of it. Should be some massive conclusions going on here because it is the end of the calendar year. It was in December nineteen ninety. Yeah, so yeah. you'd think that they would actually have some conclusive results, WCW. and they not seem to do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's all these matches are hyped up and then there's no winners at all. And as we've already discussed, the Black Scorpion chin digs a bit of a damp squib at the end because, oh, it's Flair again.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, so it just gives you Sting versus Flair again. <laughs> again. Um, so, I don't know. The so, ma- you know, so, some of the, I, I want to rate it a little bit higher because some of the matches are great. I mean, the Street Fight tag team match, I enjoyed. Uh, you know, what, that's yeah. going a little bit longer the final of the tag team tournament, I enjoyed. I wanted that to go in a little bit longer. But it's just matches that I wanted to go longer end up just kind of like just going,
2: and then... Uh, uh, there's a finish. Yeah, there's, there's a, a finish. finish. Not and necessarily just, the finish that it should have had, just a finish.
0: No, it's it's not like built up and built up and built up. It's just yeah. literally just kind of like, oh, and there's someone, oh, someone got pinned on a German
2: suplex. Well, a boat Wrestling Classic is Great American Bash in 1989. Glory days. Um... Well,
1: I don't oh, think I've seen God. these, so I'm going to rely. So long as it's not above the wrestling classic, I'll let you place
2: it. I don't think it should go above the wrestling classic because I. I, I don't actually, think it should go above the Flair for the Gold just because Harley racing Flair in the final is a really good match. No, it shouldn't go above Flair for the Gold either. So, I can't remember Halloween having 1996. Which one that was? was that the um, the Yeti. Uh,
0: yeah, that's the Yeti. The tie, the tie. So should it um, go over that? I'm, just, <clears throat> I'm checking the Trello, uh, not the Trello board, the bloody um, Discord, the Discord for this information. Um, it's not giving me the information. It should give me the information. There we go. Right. Okay. I've got it right here in front of me. Just edit this bit out, Phil, as you will.
2: Oh yeah, um, I'll totally edit
0: this out. Yeah, totally edit it out. So it can't go. Mm, it's wrestling. Play for the gold is better than it. I would probably stick it in between 23 and 24. So, Flair for the Gold's better, but it's still a bit more enjoyable than Halloween Havoc 96. So
2: this now becomes the 24th greatest pay-per-view of all time? I'd say the 24th greatest pay-per-view of all time.
0: Would be my thought. Assuming Alan Alan agrees with it.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with
2: that. So it's not a British classic. It's just... uh,
0: I personally enjoyed the wrestling classic a bit more. Yeah, I
1: like it. Uh, it's got a good, uh, a good uh, place on my art as well. So, gentlemen, just before we end and we go on to Cameron, Cameron's choice next, is that right? It, yeah, I don't know. It,
0: whose
2: choice is it next, Phil? Uh, it is... I believe it is Cameron's. Yes, it is.
1: <laughs> is it right, me? Bu-
2: All right, OK. Before mm-hmm. we
1: get on to that... Um, we need to um, discuss our fantasy booking of the World Cup tournament. We do, well,
2: as discussed previously. I uh, I forgot to do mine, so so Phils Phils forgot to do his homework. Yeah, so... right,
1: Cameron. Let's hit us with your World Cup tournament.
0: I've got my teams here right so we've got Japan who are represented in this um, international gathering by the team of Yoko (laughs) Zuna and Hakushi wow oh yes imagine imagine Phil imagine
2: I can that's what terrifies me
0: in the first round they go up against Italy who are represented by Bruno Sammartino and Santino Morella. <laughs> right? Wow,
2: what a, what a pair that is. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that coming.
0: <laughs> um, then it's the, the UK, who are the team I was talking about at the start of the show when I thought, you know, actually, I just said this off the cuff, but I thought this would be brilliant TV if these two were a team together. The UK, represented by Grado and William Regal.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> That's Yeah, to be fair.
0: Yeah, you see what I mean? <laughs> fair, yeah. Just, you just, I just kind of went, oh, greater William Regal, i will do. But the more I thought about it, God, imagine the comedy <laughs> mileage they would get out like of that. Who
2: was William Regal paired with, like, in WCW in the late 90s? Well, thank yeah, right. Oh, WCW, sorry, no. Um, Dave Taylor,
1: was it? Cameron. Yeah, I think it was Dave, it was Dave Taylor, yeah, in the, yeah in so the, He the had, like, blood. some kind
2: of, like, um, peasant as a psychic, didn't he? So, yeah, you can imagine yeah. the comedy oh, with Regal. Um,
1: quiet. Oh, what was he called? No, it was was it Dave Taylor was it not somebody else oh man I'm not going to get it you keep talking
0: there is those wonderful promos in WCW where they're trying to get Mean Gene to laugh him and Dave Taylor have you seen those ones? because Mean Gene, mean Gene kind of talks about um, William Regal's losing streak and then William Regal starts going about how he's, he's knackered because he's having an affair with Sarah Ferguson <laughs> and um, he had he had to stop because, and I quote, it was like spending his evenings poking an empty fireplace. Oh, wow. And mean Gene just blanks it. <laughs> but Dave Taylor's like pissing himself laughing. <laughs> it's just great. Anyway, by the bye, sorry.
2: I think um, it was Bobby Eaton looking at this. Yeah, it was, yeah. Regal formed the team, the Blue Bloods, with Bobby Eaton. The Blue Bloods with Bobby Eaton. Eaton. And that's was involved it. in humorous vignettes where he tried to use Eaton the final points of dining and proper use of the Queen's English. <laughs> he was renamed him Earl Bobby Eaton. That was the one. Yeah, I remember that. Oh man, I, I, need, I need to change my next paper list to one that's got this tight team on it.
0: Yeah, it's
2: going to be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic.
0: Um, anyway, we are into <laughs> Team USA now, who will go up against the UK in the first round,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they are. The team of Roman
1: Reigns and John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> hang, on, hang on, hang on, how can Roman Reigns be on Team USA?
0: Because he's American. He's, he's not from Samoan. Pensacola,
1: Florida. Come on. Oh, he's got—he's some more in their origins, is he not? No, he's—he's born. He's from oh, Florida. So, but
0: purely just to see who gets booed the loudest. <laughs> um, then it's Mexico. <laughs> Uh, which is uh, Juventude and Super Crazy Uh, the Republic of Ireland are their opponents which is Seamus and Finn Bauer and in the last pairing it's the team from Northern Ireland which is Finlay and Big Demo um, against the team of Canada which is PCO and just because he has to get in there somewhere Bruce Hart
2: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, the missing key to the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. I was like, who who can we have? that's a complete surprise. You know, at the end, it's like,
0: who's going to be PCO's, um, you know, partner representing Canada? And you know, the the, you know, you get, and it's Bruce Hart. Who else is going to force himself in there? But Bruce Hart. Yeah, exactly. Bruce Hart is going to get his neb in somehow. Of course, is Of course. Who's getting through
1: and who's winning this?
0: Um, well, I was I, I was trying to think. I don't know who'd win out of Japan and Italy. Probably Italy, I would say, because you got yep. Bruno Sammartino there. San Martino, right? surely, yeah. So USA would be. Hold on, let me get me pen. So the USA would be against the UK. Probably America would win that because Grado and Regal would have some kind of like weird kind of like standoff between. You know, Regal would be like, "What the fuck are you doing, dancing?" <laughs> uh, and um then it would be like that's it. So Italy versus USA would be the f- semi. Mexico and Republic of Ireland. I like to think that um Seamus wouldn't be taking any kind of like shit from like Mexico leaping up and down all over the place. So the Republic of Ireland would win that. Right? Uh Northern Ireland versus Canada, Bruce Hart would do something insanely stupid and get <laughs> pinned and just punched in the face by Fit Finlay yeah. and then squashed by Demo. So you'd have a Northern Ireland versus Republic of Ireland semi-final. Oh,
1: good, yeah,
0: yeah. All right, all right, So Italy versus the USA, um, which are probably the, the only tournament that the USA wouldn't actually be, like, cheered because it's seen in rains. <laughs> um, I think, like, Italy would win that as well, right? So there we go. And then your semifinal... I think would be, oh, Republic versus, ah. I think the Republic could win that, right? So you've got Republic of Ireland versus Italy in the final, right? And I think, um, try to think. I think having been like, <laughs> he'd spend the semis and the like the, the last day desperately try to get the Cobra on someone. <laughs> yeah, but Bruno would keep going. No, you can't do that because it's not wrestling. So then they would like go, oh uh, fuck it. So you'd finally get the Cobra on someone, and you get the Cobra on Seamus and then pin him. So Italy would win. <laughs> oh, good boy! Yeah, I like that. There guy. you go. There you go. Italy would be world wrestling champions. Nice. Thanks to thanks to a glove puppet, <laughs> a, a Jim Cornette would die of a coronary the day after. He'd hate
2: it, wouldn't he? He'd hate it. I'd
0: detest it. Yeah, let's test it. Have you got one out? Yes. Oh, let's go. Now I went
1: one step further.
0: Uh oh. Oh god!
1: And I've done a bracket of hundred and twenty-eight. Con- no, I haven't. I
0: thought
2: he was He's done qualified but, in everything, hasn't he?
1: He has. I've done group first stages. step in Oceania. Um, what I have done is I have turned this into the intercontinental tournament.
0: Ooh.
1: So I have continents represented. All
0: right. Okay.
1: <laughs> so we will right. begin round one. We have North America represented by Hacksaw Jim Duggan okay. and the Monkey <laughs> All
2: right. they Could they on, coexist though as a team? That's the question
1: They will take on the Oceania contenders um, Two gentlemen from New Zealand
2: <laughs> I know <it> is already...
1: <laughs> so, Who else so, could it be? They, um, what would happen was you're correct the finish of the match would see the Mountain and Duggan arguing and in the end Duggan would just twat them with a 2 by 4 and uh, Butch Butch would get the cover and Oceana um, advances
0: fantastic
1: in the other half of that draw you would have the team this is this is a dream match a dream match is you would one? have the team of Asia Aye. represented By Tiger Ali Singh and the Great Collie.
0: Wow! (laughs) Here
1: we take on South America, which which would consist of Ezekiel Jackson (laughs) teaming (laughs) up with the Giant Gonzalez. Giant Gonzalez, yeah. Now the other two wouldn't get in the ring. The match would just be the Giant Gonzalez versus the Great Collie. And the wrestling world would stand still. So would would they.
0: So would time.
1: (laughs) Three minutes of the slowest, sloppiest brawling you can imagine. There's
2: big chops. There's loads (laughs) of big chops.
1: Before the Kali chop finishes for for Asia to go through. It's
2: covered in hair. Imagine the the hair covers the ring afterwards. All
1: right, keep going. right. Next, you have Europe. Mm -hmm. Represented by the European nations of Aldo Montoya from Portugal. Yeah. Ludwig Borger from Finland.
2: Oh, (laughs) genius. Of course, Ludwig Borger.
1: Who who would their opponents be? Well, it would be the team from Antarctica of Glacier and the Yeti. (laughs) And yes. the, match, the match would end oh, when Glacia and the Yeti embrace Aldo Montoya and that sexual bear hug that he likes to do.
0: Well, and the, Aldo Montoya just freezes? <laughs> yes,
1: yes, yes. He just freezes. <laughs> in like
0: Sub Zero in Mortal Kombat style.
1: <laughs> the final match will see the um, the representatives from Deepest Darkest Africa, oh, which God. would be Akim. And Kamala.
2: The African Dreams.
1: And because they said it was the greatest team in the universe, um, we will use um, the space. So we would have Max Moon and Sean Stasiak from the planet Stasiak representing the rest of the universe. All right. Well, oh God. What, would, what, what would happen in this one is is Sean Stajak would try to attack Kamala before the bell but Kamala hasn't took his headdress off so Sean Stajak would just run straight into it, it and Andy. then Kamala would pin him straight away
0: but he'd still like trying to pin him face down
1: oh yes yes and yes. then <laughs> chim-chim
0: chim-chim would have to be like, over over over, him over, him over.
1: Yeah. In, in round in round two uh, in, in, in the semi-finals um. The, the the bushwhackers would take on Kamala and Akeem um, however Kamala wouldn't understand the rules and he would get disqualified for trying to pin the referee oh. I
2: thought they fall to the mighty ram. surely
1: the other uh, then Antarctica would take on Asia however the great collie is so tired after his three minute brawl with the giant Gonzalez uh, it's a walkover I'm afraid they can't compete so so Ann Arbaker straight to the final where they will take on the Bushwhackers <laughs> and the finish will come when uh, when Butch pins Glacier after a six thirty cents on splash Wow
2: <laughs> I'm assuming that said splash was done when he, like, he just tripped over or something
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course just, just fell
2: over just, and did a big cent on already,
1: splash which already knew anyway the Bushwhackers are the best team in the universe
0: yeah I, I hold, I'd i watch that. Sign me up.
1: And that is the um the Intercontinental uh, World Cup champion.
0: Oh sounds great. Sounds bloody great. I love it.
2: so whilst you were doing that I was googling around and I found <laughs> Bash of the Beach 1995 which has got a triangle tag team match between Harlem Heat the Nasty Boys and the Blue Bloods
1: oh, okay. oh.
2: Lord Steven Regal and Bobby Eaton <coughs> on the same card Kamala defeats Jim Duggan
1: oh my god
2: <laughs> Sting defeats Meng we've got Randy Savage versus Ric Flair in a lifeguard match and, a steel, and the main event being a steel cage match between Hulk Hogan and Vader. What the hell's a lifeguard match? I don't know. I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm going to click it. I'll, I'll click the link on Wikipedia page. I'm going to guess it's like a lumberjack match, but because they're at the beach, they're lifeguards instead.
1: It's
0: Devil like Hasselhoff. It's like a ladder match, but it's they have a lumberjack to climb up Like a, like a. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a ladder match. We have to climb up like a. The, the 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 Shack the, thing like, on the beach. The shack thing, yeah, they have to they have to yeah. up the ladder that gets to that.
2: No, as I as I suspected, it is a lumberjack match, but because they're at the beach, they're lifeguards, not lumberjacks. They're all
0: lifeguards, not lumberjacks. Yeah. Alright, yeah. okay. That makes be... the absence the absence of water makes that mean no <laughs> nothing, but never mind.
2: Yeah. I mean it kinda of like I kind of want to do this for one of my picks because it sounds kind of awesome.
0: It does sound kinda of cool actually, but yeah. Right,
1: yeah. Camp, Where where are you going next time?
0: Well, I feel that we've veered into WCW country a little bit too long.
2: <laughs> have we, though? We, we, have, have, we? we have.
0: We have. Need to, we? we need to. We need to bring it home. We need to bring it home. This entire podcast was set up on the premise of exploring wrestling, which meant a lot to us from a certain period of time from certain companies. Ooh, so I think we should be. We're back in the WWF.
2: Uh, I've written WWF down in the foot in the box.
0: We're back in the early nineties. We're still (laughs) we're still maybe sort of talking a little bit about the Middle East.
2: uh, My goodness.
0: Baby, we're going to (laughs) WrestleMania 7.
1: Oh my god. The Stars and
0: Stripes Challenge. Yep.
1: Listen
2: to our Uh, waxing lyrical.
0: That's where we're going. Oh boy! WrestleMania Seven, which
1: I don't think I've ever watched all the way through. At least,
2: I would agree with
1: good, that. I think. Well, the good news is I don't even have to watch it for the next podcast. That's
0: yeah, I thought also yeah. Yeah. the added bonus is saving a little bit of time. You knows work's damn busy <laughs> right now. So wow, so WrestleMania Seven. Now the, I Randy, the Randy the Randy Savage Ultimate Warrior retirement match. The blindfold match between the model Rick Martell and Jake the Snake—you're
1: <laughs> gonna love it.
2: It's gonna be the best. Is it gonna be the best? It's, gonna, it's not gonna be the best at all, is it?
0: It's not gonna be the best. No, it's, it's no, it's not gonna be WrestleMania. Come on.
1: It, it's it's certainly not
0: gonna be the worst though. No, not gonna be. No, no, no. Far from the worst.
2: Yeah, it's like two or three from the worst. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> wow, what a what a treat that's gonna be. Oh yes! What an absolute treat that is.
0: Oh, so this is when we have to move the podcast to uh, another server due to a bomb scare. <laughs>
2: well, what a deep cut reference, Cameron! Well done. I don't know. See, that's what I. That's what I do. That's what I do. What you do? That's what you do. Wow! Yeah. What a show. Yep.
0: <laughs> that's what where you- we're
2: going. So WrestleMania Seven—that's ninety-one, isn't it? Uh, 91. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not. Yeah, so so it's not too far off. This is, it, I suppose, to kind of get a no, nice comparison like, between the No, it's like
0: probably about, about four months away from yeah. this one. Yeah, and slightly four months on in the further north. Yes, yeah. <laughs> which is the title of my autobiography.
2: Um, available all good pound shops.
0: Yes, available in all bargain buckets in the works everywhere.
2: <laughs> oh, the works is a much better reference. That's much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> it implies a certain level of, of uh, quality.
0: It's a certain level of class. Yeah, it's probably it, right next to Piers Morgan's book. You know,
2: <laughs> well, beautiful. That was a good podcast. That was a good podcast. I enjoyed it. Shame there's no Ewan, but what, you know, yes, had a... yeah.
0: It's that Ewan's had technical difficulties.
2: But you can, you can only, we can only kind of keep things they of even kill for so long, can't we? There has to be some kind of accident at some point.
0: Well, yeah, well, but the, the, you know, the, 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 the train rolls on, and now we're in a month seven in a row of the streak. That's, by the the of, of the streak which by the fact that you got you know I think there was like six month gaps between some episodes a couple of years ago yeah but we're, we're rolling now all it took was a global pandemic all, all it took
2: it? was a global a horrific global pandemic and was a horrific global
0: pandemic with death yes
2: yeah
0: here we but are we got, we've got a podcast towards. out of it we got yeah, a podcast we got a regular podcast out of it
2: yeah you know so you, so, so you welcome world We've done exactly. our bit. We're now we're going to bit. the Patreon. Get him your money.
0: <laughs> no one, no one claps for us in this street Jesus, no. bastards. Yep. Never mind. Never mind. So yeah, that's next month. WrestleMania Seven. Get your thoughts in. It's all gonna be good. The boards yeah. on Twitter.
2: Yeah. And other places. Just Google it. We'll, will will all pops up.
0: Yep. Google will try and change it to Conquistadors every single time, but just don't listen to Google. Just <laughs> with the B, you want Conquista Boars.
2: <laughs> yeah, because we are the Boars. The Boars of Conquista. Yeah. I got oh, nothing else. We got the, the music's <laughs> faded up, we're gone. We're gone now.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the music will be probably fading up an hour, over here, won't yeah, it? Yeah. Just be yeah. like, you know, just waiting to go.
2: Bye. Bye. I can't even do the kicking music anymore. Oh, you'll yeah, I have to use that theme for
0: WrestleMania 7 because it is the
1: theme. we It's the we pump, use that,
0: it? theme all the time, Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He, he never, never listens back, does he? He never listens back. never listens to it. All the time, all the time, yeah.